So you want to know what's happening in the worlds of money and business? Well, by the end of this show, you'll know all about the latest happenings in business, active investing, news, and crypto. Welcome to The Bank Show, where I share the latest information on trends in order to help you make smart decisions about money and life. I'm AORK, your host, and I go through a lot of different trends to find the most important information to share with you so then you can make smart decisions in the future. This episode will include lots of valuable information and there will also be additional information in the description. Remember to like and subscribe so you can get the latest updates and be sure to stay tuned until the end because I'll share the latest U.S. job numbers and also let you know which industries are seeing a massive boom in hiring. And so let's go ahead and start with uh, Bank of America recently made the decision to launch a zero down payment mortgage program in 21 cities. And the goal is to make it cheaper and more affordable for these communities in these 21 cities to buy homes. And while this is a good decision and can help a lot of different people increase their affordability and move from renting to owning, it does give me flashbacks of what we experienced um, nearly two decades ago um, during the the Great Recession and then the years leading up to that. And this article is talking about how no money down was vanishing as a mortgage option back in August of 2007. And at the time, uh, lending was very heavy in the mortgage industry when it came to um, risky type loans and pick a pay type loans. And we all know how that ended up. And if we look at the mortgage industry today, today mortgage rates sit at about 6% on the dot. And that's a 30 year fixed loan, which is a much higher than we've seen in years. And because the mortgage rates are much higher, people are having to make the decision about whether they want to continue to rent or if they want to buy a home. And that's a tough decision to make because the affordability isn't at the same level as it was previously. And so when looking at that debate, uh, people have to make some really tough decisions about what they are going to do, because that affordability that was once there is no longer there. And we're also going to get into how the current inventory of mortgages is much higher than it usually is. And that inventory is sitting at points where in a lot of different cities in the U.S., it's up over 100 percent, where in Phoenix and Provo, Utah and Raleigh, all of these cities are seeing inventory as far as the number of houses for sale on the market over 150 percent, which is much higher uh, than the inventory usually is. And if we look at this trend regionally, we can see that in the West and in the Southeast, a lot of states are seeing uh, increases in inventory in the South of upwards of 50 percent where uh, Tennessee is seeing 73% increase in inventory. Florida is seeing 53% increase. And then when we head out west, you have some states like Arizona that's seeing 139% increase in, in um, housing inventory. 
And when housing inventory increases like that in, in states, then it's going to take much more sales in order to clear out that inventory, which makes it less likely that um, buyers are going to you know, get the money that they desire uh, for their home. And well, the sellers are going to get the, the money that they want for their homes. And it makes it more of a buyer's market uh, for these individuals. And the other trends to look at are also the changes in migration habits that we're seeing where uh, people are migrating heavily to uh, Sarasota, Florida. Florida is seeing a lot of growth, um, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas area, uh, Nashville, Tennessee and Tampa Bay. And in the top five highest growing cities in terms of migration, um, you see three different Florida cities. And so it shows that uh, Florida is being very popular when it comes to uh, migration. And then when you look at the other end of things, as far as cities where people are, are moving out of uh, Los Angeles is number one. Uh, and then, then then there is number two, North Northern California. And then number three is Chicago. And then number four is Long Island and shows that people are really moving out of these uh, more expensive areas to those lower cost states and uh, jurisdictions. And the other trend that we're seeing is also the changes in uh, auto sales. And so previously used car sales were uh, much elevated in their prices. But today what we're seeing is that those prices come down a little bit where the index was close to about 240. It's dropped down now to about 211 and that's the Mannheim used vehicle index. And when we look at the market overall uh, this year, it is down uh, as defined by the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ and the Dow Jones. And that has impacts on e-commerce. And so what Amazon is seeing and doing is that their overall sales are down to the point where they're abandoning warehouses and any plans to expand to any new warehouses. And being someone that deals with e-commerce a lot myself, I have seen that firsthand the overall e-commerce industry and sales have, have decreased in certain sectors unless it's like um, discretionary items are down, uh, staples are, are about stable. But this is actually one of the first times that we've seen a decline in uh, e-commerce sales in years. And so far, based on data from Adobe Digital Price Index, the July saw a 2% decline overall month over month. And their data is showing that the last time that this happened was two years ago, as far as the overall index declining. And having not been in, seeing any declines in, in two years goes to show how long and how strong that e-commerce trend was. And overall, if you look at uh, last year in Q2, which did $241 billion in e-commerce sales compared to um, this year in Q2, did $257 billion. 
um, that increase isn't as large as it previously was. And when you have that kind of slowing in overall e-commerce sales, expect a lot of different businesses and industries and individual players in that market to make a lot of changes. So definitely be aware of changes in e-commerce trends as you go forward. And when we're looking at global trends, the biggest thing on people's mind as far as uh, spending and trends are the recent changes in European energy prices. And so recently, this past Friday, uh, Russia's Gazprom decided to end indefinitely its exporting of, of natural gas to Europe, where Europe depends very heavily on uh, Russia's natural gas and also uh, other fuel sources for their energy. And this is really driving up their prices overall to the point where a lot of people are taking their social media, talking about how their yearly uh, energy prices are going from 3,000 pounds all the way up to 22,000 pounds. And when you convert that to dollar, it's, it's about $4,000 to about $30,000 per year. And so you're talking about an increase in dollars as far as the, the basic estimate of a conversion of about $26,000 a year, which is a massive increase for uh, anyone to experience. And some businesses are even seeing um, much larger increases where they're seeing their yearly bills go up from around $30,000 to closer to $100,000 uh, when you look at the conversion rate between dollars to pounds. And moving on from that, uh, we want to go to uh, venture markets. And so the, the biggest news recently as far as venture markets is that uh, Los Angeles is seeing a lot of growth. So recently, Los Angeles surpassed Boston as the a number three market for venture capital in the U.S. And I see that as the trend towards entertainment and Hollywood uh, growing and that growth resulting in um, more money funneling towards Hollywood. And at the top of that list, you have San Francisco, of course. And then number two, you have New York. And most likely New York is there because of their uh, financial industry. Wall Street is there, et cetera. And I also can imagine that there's a lot of marketing and advertising companies still based there. And moving on from there, there's been a lot of news in the startup funding industries as far as Web3 and crypto. Jim uh, Capital recently funded a $50 million round. Um, the other $50 million uh, fundraising came from uh, A16Z, and that went towards Proof Collective. And as far as venture funds, uh, Longhash Ventures recently uh, raised $100 million for their venture fund. And that should help a lot of people as far as uh, getting their startups funded and helping the industry uh, find innovation overall. And the other major news that came out recently is that a Fidelity is going to be offering uh, 401ks that you can buy Bitcoin in. And this goes to show that a lot of traditional uh, broker dealers, brokerage firms, et cetera, and fintechs are becoming more friendly towards uh, crypto. And this should shape the industry overall because Fidelity has been around for uh, decades. They were probably one of the first uh, brokerage firms 
uh, in the U.S. Uh, right up there with Charles Schwab as far as uh, having that that pedigree and then also just being in the industry for a very long time. And uh, the other news that came out recently is that Washington State is going to become the first U.S. state to tax NFTs. And so what that means is that uh, governments, as far as municipalities and states, are moving towards considering these digital assets and, and adopting to them. And the other news that came out as far as from on the art front, where we consider art uh, an alternative investment, is that Seoul Korea's recently launched Freedsphere has seen millions of dollars in art be sold. And that just goes to show the overall growth in uh, both physical art and digital art as an asset class. And uh, finally, we're going to go ahead and talk about the recent job numbers. And what we've seen with the job numbers is that uh, on Friday, they announced that the payrolls did rise to 315,000 in August. And although they, they did rise, we did see unemployment increase slightly. But overall, average hourly earnings are up 5.2% uh, year over year which is good. That just goes to show that not only are companies hiring, but they're, they're actually paying more as well. And here's just some detail as far as the overall numbers. The durable orders ended up increasing uh, slightly. Factory orders uh, also increased in July and uh, manufacturing payrolls uh, increased as well. And that goes to show the overall robustness of the U.S. economy. And finally, which industry is seeing uh, some of the largest growth recently? Uh, it's going to be the defense industry. So the defense industry is suffering from um, two different problems right now. Uh, one is attrition, where they have a, a, a much older, on average, population in terms of workers. Uh, and so they're retiring. And the other problem is that they just can't seem to find enough people to, to fill seats. And so recently Raytheon announced that they were going to hire 2000 people, but because of not being able to find enough people, they're actually going to have to raise that to a 5,000 because they have to account for both attrition and not being able to find enough people. And uh, overall, uh, that's your summary of the bank show. And definitely make sure that you like and subscribe to go ahead and help out the algorithm. And also uh, make sure that you leave a comment and let you let me know what you talk, what you thought and everything. And looking forward to the next episode. And you have a great day.